life right now. Now it is. So I don't understand gonna, how everyone's gonna have to just get on board with this. Oh my god! I don't know how I got. I don't know how I started getting your little vitriol because Alex. But you're not getting. You're not getting vitriol, uh, nah, you, you keep erasing me, and I don't like it. I'm not. Erasing, I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not erasing. I'm not erasing anybody. I'm not erasing anybody. Tell me. Right tell me how room. I erasing you. <laughs> tell me, how Alex. I'm take these glasses you. off, please. No, because I have, to, I have to get them on to make a point. What point? Do you tell me how I'm erasing you. You said, excuse me, because you think it's welcome home with Alex Holmes, bitch. No, oh, oh, yes. What is it? Like you the only, you the only single then? parent in this show. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Yes, I can't stand y'all. What was me so much? And you, have a, you have an hour. You have an hour. <laughs> okay. No, Alex, I beg. <laughs> you sound like a therapist talking to the client. You have an hour. You have, you have an hour. hour. <laughs> you have an hour. <laughs> and, and this is how you want. This is how you. This is how you want to spend the first two minutes of that hour. Okay. Like it's your money. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I will be here. <laughs>
I am currently burnt out, so there was no recording for the music podcast that I'm part of, so don't let the stands. And as a result of that, um, I had more time, but we decided we were going to review Kendrick's album, which, in my opinion, actually, listen to the podcast. I'll tell you my opinions on that. The ATSPOD. And um, yeah, I'm good otherwise. Like, I'll talk about how the show made me feel later on. Marquise? Yeah, I am. I'm in a space of gratitude recently. Like, hey! Feeling feeling good vibes. Um, But yeah, like, really just excited as the school year ends. And it's just a really easy next couple of weeks. And so I just feel like I'm just being able to sit down and be a lot more appreciative and think about the things that I'm really grateful for. So yeah, I'm in practicing gratitude. I don't know if that's a mood, but that's where I'm at. No, it is. And he's got a trim as well. You can't see it, but Marquise oh, is impressed. you see it? That's <laughs> and that's why I was confused when Alex started moving mad because, again, I guess you don't follow the rule, but I get at least 24 hours to 48 hours of you not being able to talk, talk to me. <laughs> never cut down a king who is freshly yes trimmed. that's what i'm saying that is what i'm saying look the fade is fading the fade is fading we out here you see that john crispy yeah right? man yeah man, man. You're looking fresh loving it alex aloysius how you doing um yeah i'm okay i'm okay um just trying to navigate this week as you would expect you know generally getting there where are we wednesday Anyway, so how is the how was the episode for you guys? Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, the episode was very sad. Um, I thought it was brilliant in a nutshell, and there were just so many gems, so many gems that. I just can't put to words mm-hmm. for the episode. Like, I just feel like I had to just sit there and just be in it. Like, I couldn't even, I didn't want to analyze it. Like, whilst I watched it for a second time afterwards because I just wanted to sit with it again. And I tried, like, writing down quotes of, like, what people said that really stuck with me. And I just found, my, found myself so captivated by the characters and the story and the, dialogue and like the music like i'm honestly not joking when i say this is one of the best shows i've ever watched in my life the best show i've ever watched in my life it's the best show i've ever watched and i've watched breaking bad i've watched all of the shows that people talk about you need to watch if you say best show ever come don't put game of thrones in that conversation anyway um but this is us the writing for this episode was incredible the actors were phenomenal the the way they tied up everything. And there were some parts where I thought there was a plot hole, but then they covered it almost immediately. And I was just like, who are the writers? Like what, like this magic that they do, like they're just so, so detailed with it. Um, so for me, it was, yeah, amazing. I understand why um, Mandy Moore said that this episode well she threw up after watching this episode or she wanted to throw up one of the two because i'm genuinely not joking here guys i was watching it and my stomach was doing things my stomach was doing things like i was sitting there in the chair lean up and 
I just felt my stomach just bubbling. And I was like, am I actually going to throw up? I just accepted it, you know, because I was like, you know, what? Toby says this is her experience every single time she watches it. Maybe I'll just throw it once, you know, just go accept it for what it is. But yeah, it was a great episode and I'm not ready for it to end, man. I'm not ready for it to end. But yeah. That's for real. Nah, I actually didn't find myself sad this episode. There was like this weird, um, I thought it was a beautiful, and this is, I, this is the, re- I watched it this morning. And so like, I think this is the reason why I was, I was just practicing gratitude all day, like, and just expressing it because I love, love, love a celebration of life. And I think that's what these characters were also doing. They're, they wanted to make sure she was there, but there was bits and pieces where you can acknowledge the thing that she went through in your life and know that it's going to be okay. But also like each of these characters coming in and just the way that Rebecca made everybody feel, I was just like, overall, I didn't find myself sad. I found myself at peace with her death. Mm. And that's where I found myself by the end of it. So I thought that now there was a moment where I was definitely, I was like, oh, I'm going to cry. But (laughs) overall, I really found myself just smiling and appreciative at the life that Rebecca lived. And so that's my overall thought. It's one, I love a good penultimate episode. I'm going to be honest. Like those are usually like some of the best episodes of the season. And so coming in, it was just so well done. Plus seeing the black big three. I like that. I like that. Mm. Yeah, so those are my quick thoughts over it. Hello, Queen. Hold the phone. Toby is fresh off the Emotional Express. Oh. She's at the door. We have the freshest emotions. She's at the door with the bag in hand. With You know, in the bag in hand and the one straps just lean off. And then, you know what I mean? That tired she's, look. She's at the Emotional Caboose. The Emotional Caboose. Oh, my days. Wow, do that. the Emotional Caboose. Hi, Toby. How are you doing? <clears throat> fresh from vomiting. I just realized these are the first words that I'm speaking since watching the episode. Um, I'm processing. I literally just finished watching the episode two minutes ago. Should we give you some time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll come back to you in a minute. All right. Um, so beautiful episode. Wonderful, wonderful episode. Um it harked back to when I was with my nan in the hospital on her last moments. And it was just like, I was just like, nah, this is not, this is wild. This mm. is very wild. And they they captured that beautifully. Mm. That process of people coming to say things and last rites and all of that stuff. Um. But it also captured the idea of like what happens when they are when their eyes are closed and people are coming to them because we obviously don't know what's happening with them. Mm. Only they can experience that. And it was a night they illustrated it in a nice way. And I like the way they did that with the with the train and you know, certain characters came back and it was just it was a beautiful, 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 yeah, beautifully done. Um, episode and I just loved how everything kind of like tied back to references in the season mm. um, and yeah I know there's Marquise is going to pull us through like the bullet points of the episode but Toby 
Um, are you what? are you are you intact? I I I can um uh, sorry I forgot to speak English. I can I I can say what I think of the episodes. Obviously I'm I haven't had time to think or process. Um, but maybe that's the best. Maybe this is my thinking and processing stage. I think that's one of the most beautiful things I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying so hard to hold it together because I was like, if I cry, I'm going to miss stuff, right? <laughs> and I know that I've got a record of you guys. So I can't be pausing. So I was like, just watch the whole thing without pausing and going, oh my God, oh my God. And I'll let you know that I was trying to hold it in. But when I saw Kate running, that's when mm. I broke down. Like I was mm. trying to hold it in. Like I remember when I saw William, I was like, ah. And there was moments where I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Even seeing Doctor, I was like, oh. But when Kate ran and you see that Kate's there, I just, that's when I broke down and then I didn't stop crying until just now. Mm. Um, and I think I haven't been able to process to give conclusive thoughts. So I think in this episode, you guys are going to hear me process in live action. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But honestly, my heart's broken. Yeah, I think we will. Yeah, I think we will no, share that. You know what? I didn't. I didn't feel. I didn't feel the need. I didn't feel the feeling of wanting to cry watching this. But I, I felt the feelings of being in that room. Mm. You know what I mean? Like being in the living room, talking. Like you know, th- those kind of quiet moments with the family, but everybody's kind of trying to be together sort of thing but they all know that it's a bit of a tense situation um so yeah like i think it was amazing like it it was just amazingly done all right marquise take it away all righty so we just got our quick reviews of it and lord this was an episode and a half but we were ready to get into the big three but plot twist the episode starts off and we're like who are these black people who are this family that just came up in this john they're in a car and they're doing a thing and we see a uh, young Marcus and his family driving to who knows where, but we are back in the past and they end up having a car crash and we're just like, oh no, what's going on? What's going on? And they end up going to a hospital. So off rip, you already know this is us is good for being like, who are these people? Mm. So what we come to find out more and I'll just go block by block with this. So let's start off with Marcus's family. Um, we're going, we see Marcus in the future and we see Marcus in the past. But off rip, they get to the hospital. And guess who's also at the same hospital? Jack Pearson and the family are all there. So what was it like knowing that this family, this father, is the last conversation that Jack had? Like, what was that scene like for y'all to watch? And we'll get up into the rest of the stuff. But I was like, they started off with, like, all of that? So going all through that, I was like, is this going to be Deja's, is this Deja's partner? Like, oh my gosh. Like, I was like, what's going on? And then they said, oh, then, they, then they said the, the family's name and I had to go and like, like just think to myself, okay, so they're going to have to reveal who these people are. Like, are these the next big three? What, what's, what's happening? Like, this is, what, what's going on? And um, yeah, I think that seeing Jack in the, in the when, he, when they saw Jack in the hospital and he had the burns on his hands, I was like, Oh boy, we're back here at this point. The pivotal moment in the whole of in their in their lives of like this this was a night that changed everything, pretty much. And um 
I think it was that that balance up of having of the doctor the doctor's dilemma that really kind of like that really had me in that because I was like I was thinking to myself what would I do how would I feel not what would I do but how would I feel you know weighing up weighing up the choice that you have to make as a doctor I think it was a very very well well structured thematic moment yeah same um I think what was really clever, and I'm trying to think of the word that Randall kept using throughout the episode to describe, dichotomy. you know, like dichotomy. That's it. Thanks, Toby. Um, and I'm just realizing how in nearly every scene there was like a reference to life and death, whether it was, you know, Jack and then Marcus surviving, but also um, Rebecca, but Deja having a child while well, being pregnant. And just like that dichotomy theme was like throughout the entire episode. It was just like very, um, it was just ever present. Like it was, I can't understand why you would say it was an episode where you didn't feel the need to cry, speaking to Marquise. Um, I can't understand why you would say that because it was very beautiful. And that's partly why I personally felt quite emotional um, watching it because just like looking at, I, I originally thought that Jack, some, something was going to happen, like there was going to be a transplant of something to do with Jack, like maybe his heart or something to this kid, or maybe like a blood transfusion or something along those lines to do with Jack. And then, you know, Jack, like Marcus comes through the front door and maybe someone listens to his heart or something like that. Like I thought there'd be some kind of connection to Jack with Marcus. Um, and I'm kind of glad they didn't go down that route because it, it would be a bit cheesy and it would kind of erase a lot of the letting go we've had to do throughout the seasons with Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching the family and, um, you know, having that conversation between Jack and Marcus's father, I was just like, I'm really glad that they've gone full circle like this in every department. Like it didn't just feel like they were going towards the end. They managed to go, just go through nearly every pivotal part throughout this is us whether it was the birth scene whether it was jack passing or um you know just anything to do with the main storyline of this is us was revisited and um i like the fact that they kind of kept us guessing and it was on purpose i think with regards to marcus and deja like there was a scene where i think there was like a question of marcus like I don't know, it sounds like a family or something like that. And then the next scene was Deja. And I was just like, okay, they're definitely trying to hint at something. I thought, okay, maybe these two are connected. And obviously Deja spoke about how her husband worked a lot or her partner worked a lot. And then it flashed forward to Marcus. So we're trying to put the connections together and everything. Um, But I thought the way they weave that storyline into the Pearson storyline. And also at the same time, you know, how I, I constantly say the Pearson's, the way they operate is like they're the only living beings on the planet but the way this episode was like we have our story and as a result all of these stories have branched out i thought was really clever because it it reminded the viewers of the world outside of the pearsons um and i just thought that was really clever and the way that marcus's family was used was really smart as well so yeah those are my thoughts 
Alex? Um, I said stuff. Well, um, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, it was, no, I think I agree. I agree with you, Eden. Um, yeah, I agree. I liked, I, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> they throw in a random character that you've been able to make a connection to who this character is mm-hmm. in, in the show. And you got to think about what kind of, like what kind of realistic connection is it to the Pearson family because they are the nucleus and they are the, they are the center of the of the series so that it, you know it has to be connected to them in some way and then um but there's a whole idea of you know like I, I reckon I realized quite young that whenever there's a new person born within our family there's always a moment of questioning who's going to go sort of thing or somebody's going to go and then a baby's going to be born sort of thing um there is a when a life meets a death too many can't be in one life cycle at the same time um and i think that that's something that i've really kind of navigated quite uh concretely throughout my uh, my child my granddad said that to me actually when my cousin was born and i was around nine ten but he said that he's like when a life is born when a life comes a life goes away sort of thing in that kind of yin yang cycle of that stuff and I've always kind of sat with that and I've looked at it and I th- and then you know every time a new niece or nephew was born or somebody passed away there was usually a pass away then there was a death or there was usually a birth and then a death and it was just very interesting to see that Randall brought that up as a dichotomy as one of the dichotomies in his in his in his thought process going for going through this episode um yeah that's just one observation so anyone jumping? Yeah, I'm ready to ready to speak. Um, I thought it was beautiful the Marcus, the, the Marcus storyline being added in. I agree with what everyone had said. It, it's a this is us thing, you know, especially with penultimate penultimate episodes. Um, they usually throw in a random character that you probably will never see again. Um, and you're trying to figure out who it is and how and you think it's this person but it's not and this is how they fit so as soon as they did that with Marcus I was like this man is not going to be Deja's baby daddy like it was too obvious that it it was just like they've used this this kind of like I don't know tool in telling the story so I was looking forward to finding out what the reason for Marcus was and I should have clocked when Randall kept saying dichotomy you know but the reason why I thought it was so beautiful that Marcus was in there is because like you said Alex you know when it's it's like a circle of life kind of thing so just when Jack's life had 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 when he passed you know Marcus got to live on his life and him living on his life it was beautiful to see his connection to Rebecca still like Rebecca had no idea that this boy existed in Jack's world she didn't have a chance to know he exists in Jack's world and he's 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 grown up to be like I'm and I was saved to do a big thing what was a big thing he thought it was to cure cancer but he's actually created record-breaking drugs for Alzheimer's which is um what Rebecca was diagnosed with so I was crying over that I was like is, any, is anybody clocking this like the beauty and the circle of life like and then when William said, um, if something makes you sad when it ends, it must have been pretty wonderful 
when it was happening and I was like Rebecca doesn't even know like how her life has impacted sections of her life has impacted other people's lives because they're sitting there thinking this is our lives this is happening to us but Jack Pearson Rebecca Pearson the Pearsons impacted the Brooks in a way and they would never know and they're sitting there the black big three they're sitting there literally talking about how Jack yeah the black big three how jack pearson impacted their life but they haven't clocked and what they don't even know is that in fact it was dr k that impacted jack pearson in that way and dr k said he learned this when he lost his child way 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 back i mean let's call it the 50s so it was just people passing on wisdom to other people someone told dr k about the lemons dr k told jack about the lemons jack told this random man in the waiting room one of the last people he spoke to and then that person told their son who went on to um discover you know like breakthrough in alzheimer's and that was what was emotional to me and i thought that was just so beautiful yeah um i just wanted to add something to that because it made me think of something that i shared recently on social media um by someone called brandon collinsworth like he says that in the end it won't matter how much money you have in your bank account or how many followers you have on social media or how many accolades you've collected what will matter is the impact you've had on others the material is temporary but the positive marks you the positive marks you leave on people's hearts that vibration lives forever and just kind of listening to what you're saying Toby that is definitely what I think William was trying to communicate but also Rebecca was an example of as well and then also the doctor Jack and all of those key players, um, and as, as a greater metaphor for life, just in general. Um, but Marquise hasn't spoken, so. No, 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 you're good. Like, not because you bringing that up made, made me think about the conversation I had. There's this older gentleman who lives down the street from me, and I, me and him never, ever exchanged names, but he just started conversing with me more often. And so he was just like, yeah, I really like your energy, this, that, and the third. And he was just like, well, what do you do? And I was just like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an educator, I'm a teacher. And when I tell you, it was just like, he was just like, do you recognize like you and your lifetime are going to go and impact? Uh, he's like, how many students you teach now? 95. They're going to remember you. Mm. And you go to another 95. He's like, the longer you stay in this profession, the more kids you impact. And that's the stuff you might not see it today. You might not see it tomorrow. You might not see it in two years. Mm. But those kids always go back and they, they'll seek you out and just reminds you of like the impact and he started talking about his teacher that changed the trajectory of his life and it's just like you don't even know like those quick and small passing conversations like you're leaving an impact whether it's mm-hmm. in the mental wellness space or if it's in the journalism space or if it's in the podcasting space the music space like people listen and people follow and it's just we don't even realize it all the time, but there's such a significant impact there. And that's why, like I explained, like this episode didn't make me sad, but I I really celebrated the fact that Rebecca was able to touch so many people mm. in her lifetime. And like that kind of stuff moves on with the kids. And that's something that, that's how a life lives past the physical. Mm. Like, and that's the, that's the important stuff right there. Like that that's what it really made me think about as like we, we were talking and thinking about legacy and, thinking about Rebecca's life that's I said that's why I'm grateful like I'm just like oh I could have a completely different outlook moving Mm. forward like the show this episode specifically made me completely think about like 
what who am I going to be in my older age? Like, how many people am I going to impact? I know I'm going to impact people, but what will that look like when I get there? And like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, no, I just I appreciate the hell out of this episode. So, yeah, we ready to go to the next spot? Yeah. Lord Jesus, Jesus might be a black man. His name might be William. Taking you on the train. Who knew that was going to be the conductor? (laughs) I said, if anybody was the best man to do it, um, which I thought was super interesting that they chose William um, specifically for like Rebecca's journey getting there. So even in William's short span of being on the show, um, he's the conductor on the train. So Layla comes in and she lets everybody know like, her blood pressure is dropping. Her legs are cold. I don't think she has much time left. She might not make it through the night. And so we then cut to a scene and Rebecca is back in the train, which they kept going even when she was younger. She was trying to remember like, what, what was that book I was reading on the train? What was that book I was reading mm. on the train? I said, that was smooth. Mm. So now they're using as the train as the, the metaphor now. And she's just like, I'm waiting for somebody. And to me, I was just like, nah, because... That is that's so real. Like, did you do you know of somebody? Cause that like in that moment, and it's just like a quick question before we get to the rest of the train, but like they hold out before they before they pass on. Like mm-hmm. I know my my papa Libra waited for my mom before he passed on. So I'm just like, this is so interesting to see how they even depict this. But even in her slumber and in this moment of her going. Um, to pass away she's just like I'm still waiting on one person Mm. I'm still waiting on one person like Mm. what was what was that scene like to watch because I that caught me right here that's when I was like oh she knows she Mm. knows (laughs) I loved it because it was really it was like that whole thing you know when we were watching the flash forwards and we were like where's Kate why is Kate not here where's Kate Mm. what's Kate doing Mm -hmm. what's Kate doing with her life why why is Toby there all these different things and then to think that Kate was out there handling business. Like she was really just like making her thing go national. Like was it national, international, even international? Because like, she, she was in London. She was on her way yep. back. Like in the end, that's the worst thing as well. When you know somebody is on their last moments and you're not in the country or anywhere mm. near, that makes that just makes everything. The sense of urgency for everything mm-hmm. is wild and mm. um and also just a reminder this was their way to let us know they listened to our show <laughs> they chose london of all places <laughs> they chose yeah. that, that was our easter egg, yeah. was our easter egg. <laughs> we'll still take the money though just to say you know we'll take the money yeah, we'll, still we'll take the money yeah, yeah. more small coin <laughs> and I, I just felt it when she was on the plane and she was asking and she and she was talking to randall and yes kevin and i just felt that just that kind of i'm not there but tell her that i'm coming and mm. um yeah it's just a something when you when you're when you're kind of looking at somebody in their last moments and there's that i i remember looking in my nan's eyes mm. and i was just like and she was trying to communicate something to me but i had to communicate that i'd seen her i'm seeing her but obviously there's what can you do there's not much that you can Say, there's not much you can do but just be there do you know what I mean and this kind of was a, a just a, a great way of that of what you said Marquis around they know they hold on they they wait mm. until they are ready to go yeah I remember my uncle was stubborn but they, they 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 wait until they're ready to leave and it was just really interesting just to see that all kind of play out in the way in the way that it goes because you don't want any unfinished business Mm. really and truly you just want to just 
go in peace and then that's it you don't want to be out here haunting people because i'll be haunting people I'll be, mo- I'll be i'll be moving chairs i'll be knocking over supermarts because supermarts nasty so i'll be like what are you doing like why are you drinking that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'll be having bonnets and durags flying around the- like i'll be like you did not say bye man you should have come you know what i'm saying so these kind of these are the kind of things that i think about when people are passing just like this the, just the finishing of the the conversation so I really appreciate them right now. Yeah. Um, I'm with you with that. I remember um, when my grandmother passed um, and we were all in the hospital kind of just watching her pass, essentially. And it was like a, a stages thing, but like each individual uncle or aunt had their own kind of moment with her before she passed. And um, my aunt is a nurse and he's been in like the nhs for like years like since she was like really young so she could see what was going on and was communicating to people like you know last few seconds like you know you gotta get something you gotta say this because my uncle walked up to my my gran and he thought he saw her move and he got excited for a second and my 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 aunt had to be like no like this is it and I, it, it, that scene of Rebecca being, of lying down in the bed and everyone surrounding her was very accurate to, you know, what actually happens. Like, um, you're talking to someone and it's a very spiritual conversation because the responses are in the past. They're not in the present. And you are communicating every kind of experience you shared with this person and you know you're acknowledging the fact that you won't move forward with them but at the same time you're letting them know that you'll be okay and um i found what rebecca not rebecca what beth said to be very moving um like saying thank you for raising this like beautiful current words she used complex complex complicated yeah, complicated man. Of course, Alex. Remembers. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Let me. Can I just? Me. Can I just say something? Like, I would. I would love for somebody to say this about me to my mother. I knew it. She was. Can you just imagine? Anyway, mm. sorry. Continue. No, I, <laughs> tell me. Like, no, I'm not, because... like, like, not, like, not even, not even on like an egotistical. No, tip, I know. But just I... the fact that, just the very fact that. Someone can say that to your mother. Sorry, go mm. on, Eden. As that yeah. scene was playing out, sorry, Eden, I'm just going to, I just want to say, it. as that scene was playing out, I was like, Alex is watching this and wants this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's it. That's, uh, wait, is it a meet cute? No, that's a leave cute. That's Alex's leave cute. <laughs> yes. not a leave cute. You're actually moving mad. <laughs> wow. Not a leave cute, because who's leaving? That's me. <laughs> that's <really> <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, God. But yeah, no, just, just to say, like, um, I found her conversation really beautiful. And I found like, I think hers was the longest that we actually It was the saw. only full one. Yeah, the only full like conversation that we saw. Yeah. Like, everyone else's was like chopped or even Kevin and Randall's was like chopped into parts and then Kate came later on and everything. But hers just felt so, I think she's the only one who cried as well. Like out of um, non-big three. I think she was the only one who cried. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, really touched me, man. Really, really touched me. And Mandy Moore, if you don't win every award, every single one, there'll be riots in the streets of London. I know that won't help you over there, but there'll be, right, <laughs> there'll be riots in the street of London. Yeah. <laughs> running down the street yep. just see London Bridge <laughs> we're there just yelling yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> into, into nah. the Thames nah imagine the wood goes to Macklemore instead of Mandy Moore nah man um, nah but I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly what I was going to transition into right now is like the family is all arriving and Kate is the only one not there yet but the family they're, they're experiencing the life in two ways right now. So each person is going in. And yes, you know, our goat, Beth, had to be like, child, let me be the first one. Hmm. I'm going to let y'all know. Hmm. <laughs> um, but then the rest of the family also plays a circle game, which we'll get into. Because I said, not y'all being a little nasties, because yes, Madison, you still here. <laughs> hmm. um, but I thought it. we can talk about what Beth said to Rebecca, too. And I think that's super important because I what I realize is like, as we watch our parents get older, I think some of their biggest fear is leaving their children and them not being okay. Mm. And to me, when Rebecca was, I mean, when Beth was just like, you, you, we got this now, I got this. I was just like, that is such a beautiful thing to say because I think that soothes a parent mm. because a parent is always just like, yo, like, are you fine? Do you need this? How am I? I've Rebecca always that, been there. It? Rebecca said that, isn't it? She's like, I worry about them. I worry about them so much. Like yes. all their life. But it's just like you be, you get the, to me, I was like, it's beautiful to see a parent be so transparent in terms mm-hmm. of like, I don't think I have this. I didn't think I had this. We, we lied the whole time. We played this game the whole time. So what, what was more that I want us to lean into like Beth's conversation. Cause I think this is one of the initiating conversations that, allows Rebecca to feel okay mm. knowing how long Beth's been there she's been in that family the longest out of everybody mm. who's like a non-person who's been there the longest mm. so like what was it like watching that conversation that's actually not true though Sophie's Ooh, a, you Sophie's... The name Sophie girl yeah. left no consistency no even <laughs> Sophie said you know like there was ups and downs even she ignored Beth was there longest if we're counting up the years Beth was there longest than Sophie. Really? Yeah, Sophie was there from kindergarten. Yes, but and Beth was there the longest altogether. So Sophie got there first because yeah. she happened to live down the road because her parents decided to buy a house next to the Pearsons. Not, but Rebecca stayed and chose to stay Beth. through circumstances. Wait, Let, wait, let's be earth signs for a second, okay? So that kindergarten to me. <laughs> kindergarten till 18 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Then she left for what? Ten years? More than that. She left for more but than ten. Years. They only just got more back than together. ten they got back, years. They got, back, they got back together when they were forty. Oh, okay, you guys are right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. Cool. Okay, because somebody's math wasn't mathing. <laughs> <laughs> like that again. 
<laughs> not my kid's ponytail. Flicking his ponytail. Flicking his skin fade. I was like, what's happening? I love how we went through the process of Eden. We let him go through it. Let's let Eden do his math for a second. No one can save you now. I was like, okay. We learned by doing. And next, and next, and here. And here we are. Arrived with us at the caboose. Um, I, I, you know what? I liked, I liked Toby's, I liked Toby's conversation with Rebecca. You know? Oh, that, yes, oh yes. Tell okay. me you love me more than tell me no, you tell love me more, me more than Philip. I like, like that. And you know, and this is what I mean. This is what I mean about this this show. It's like anything can happen in a lifetime, but the people that you meet along the way it's so important. Mm. And I remember, I remember saying that at my nan's funeral. I was like, look, you've like we've got the memories like the memories are here we've seen the people that are here at this place look at all of you like you're all here and we're all together and it's this thing because this woman was a powerhouse of a person and it was really interesting watching Toby say that and um just feeling invited but there was that tense moment between him and Kevin when he was trying to you know Toby's always trying to run joke on people's emotions. <laughs> and I'm just like, Toby, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> not here. Not, the time. Uh, not, 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 not the developed Kevin. You're trying to be, mm. you're, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to bring arms house to the place. But <laughs> um, yeah, I just, yeah, I enjoyed Toby's bit. Um, now we know who had the best one though. Who I was like, let yes, give her her time. Annie. Annie. Yep. Annie. Annie, Annie spoke. Annie had an amazing she, one. Yes. Beautiful. Annie spoke. Yeah. I was so happy for her. Because mm. that's really what a lot of this is. And she was the first person that said, don't ever shrink yourself. And then she let the kid, her act, her big three know, like, don't shrink yourself because of me experience what I'm experiencing. But Annie was the first one to get that kind of advice from Rebecca, which was super nice to see too. So I was like, go ahead, you better give old you know, Annie some air You know you gotta practice on the children first, just to be sure it lands, <laughs> just to be sure it lands correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you move to, you progress to the adults who will combat you. you know <laughs> Rebecca's smart, you know. <laughs> A mother. Screaming. Um, Ian, no. how you feeling? What about um, which part? Any, any of the conversations that were left? Um, what I will say is I like the way that during the conversations we walked through the cabin and I like the way that the conversation was translated visually. So how it came through the train speakers. And yeah, I thought that was really clever. Um, I think it was much, it'll be a much better image than the voice coming out of the characters on the train like the fact it was coming outside of the train i think was just really magical that's the best word i can use to describe it so um there's only dead people who could speak on the train exactly yeah Yeah. well yeah 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 you mean dead in terms of because you know some of the younger versions of the characters no speak to rebecca yeah so annie spoke to rebecca on the train but oh, you're yeah, saying true, 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 true. Yeah. <clears throat> but you're saying I get what you mean. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. characters are no longer in the present. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. we mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think in terms of the conversations, Beth definitely hit me. Toby hit me. Um, I wouldn't say Annie's hit me like as much as theirs did, but I did appreciate the fact that she said what she said. And um yeah, it was just guys, it's just beautiful. I'm just gonna keep saying that, man. Like this episode really yeah. touched me and 
uh, everything was just so perfect. Yeah. Like the walk down the caboose, the walk down towards the caboose, the um, just, oh, I can't even. Guys, it was amazing. So, I can't. Comic, comic relief break. Randall yes. and Beth, <laughs> Randall and Beth trying to get all, like, you know what, yeah, I liked, I liked the bit when they were all, the family were all there and they were all talking about when Rebecca did X, Y, and Z. You know the circle saying? game. Yeah, that's okay, the circle game. So, um, Madison, you know, trying to talk about the stripper and they're like, you know what, the kids need to go to bed because mm-hmm. this is just a part of our life that we don't want to revisit because it was a tense time, you know, when you're talking about the first, the first bachelorette party and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's bit, it's, it just, it just adds to the awkwardness of the family because mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, this is awkward. So this is my parents' second wedding, second marriage, but my you know when you hear the family here, secrets, his you're second like... marriage, and you're like, yep. you know, not the family secrets, man. You got to have the adults there and test and was it test Annie and Deja? They made the cut. <laughs> no, they are, you know when you have, did you guys ever have this when your cousins and you're like, there's like the first generation cousins and then there's the mm-hmm. second generation cousins, and like, so I'm in the first part, <laughs> like mm-hmm. and it's like you know older, mm-hmm. so you see things. And then you have your, then your siblings are the ones in the second generation because mm. they're like, they don't see all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Good and time. then when you finally make the cut, you're like, oh, I'm here. Yeah, you scraped. Yeah. Like, I get to stay in the room. Like, I didn't get sent out to wash dishes. You didn't get sent out to wash dishes. You, get to mm. you, didn't, you know, you, you didn't get the children's table. You know, you're at the big table. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, no, I found that, I found that really endearing. And um, Edie and Nikki. Mm. Yep. Marquise, um, you didn't get your moment. Oh yeah, so, to see yeah. Edie and I said y'all keep playing in my face. <laughs> but I was happy to see when they did like the wide shot that it was all them black piercings up in that room too. I said y'all better multiply. Y'all better multiply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, Edie's now a black person, isn't it? Max? Yeah, she's a black Edie's person. Edie's now a black, a black person. Yeah, yeah. Nah, so I, that was that was super dope though. I, I I really enjoyed it because it was Randall wanting so bad to have a one up on Beth, and Beth said, "Child, I didn't know. Mm. I, I knew before she knew. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, Deja's pregnant." I said... <laughs> but do you remember we thought Randall knew? Do you remember that? Right. Yeah, we like a few episodes ago we thought that Randall secretly knew but was not saying anything. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember who brought it up, but um. Yeah, we did think that. I was surprised yeah. he didn't know, to be honest. Yeah, you're, you're preoccupied. You're a senator. Your mum is dying. Your, yeah, your daughters are out there away from home. Listen, you ain't got you ain't time to be preoccupied with people's wounds. Like, yeah. <laughs> focus, <laughs> on, your, focus on yourself and your own journey. <laughs> focus on your own food and your own plate. But I was but, here for it, though. Yeah, I love that. Like, I love who's that. the father? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was Malik in the end. I can say who's the father. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? Was it just me? That thought it might be a white man no. for a second. Oh, I mean, yes, same, it's just same. you because I do not think this absolutely just all. you. That, no, 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 because they're front one. I said these writers better not give her no fake me out interracial love because Deja from the gutter. Don't do that to her. <laughs> gutter. But, but gutter. No, but remember, how? how? But remember when we first saw Deja in the flash forward? That was she was talking guy. to that white man. Yeah, and we were just like, I know Deja did not end up with her residence. Her, her residency. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because if we go back to that. Episode, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She was. All, she was all cutesy, cutesy. Yes, yep. but if we talk about our episode that we recorded, we were just like, wait, Deja with what? With that man? Yep. We're not sure. 
Not me. Do though. I tell? That was last season. Oh, yeah. And was. And was. But Eden, I had my slight panic moment too. I said yeah. that because when, when the Marcus flash forward was happening, at first I was like, is the white man about to peek over in this <laughs> like I'm cancer research situation? Is that going to be Malik or some white man? Because I, <laughs> I, I was thinking so badly. I was like, okay, so is it Marcus Hodges that is her? new man or mm. her child oh, oh I mean yeah and then it was it and it was the and it was the three kids and they were sitting there blah 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 blah. And then obviously then he was in the room with jack and i was like well this can't be true well, well then it worked out because they also showed the picture of when he he got up and it was and deja wasn't the girl in the picture yeah. that was a completely yeah. separate family so they mm. dispelled that very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um but then when i saw malik i was like you know what I'm with it. He, we knew that was going to happen. We knew that was going to happen. We knew that she was going to end up with Malik again. Mm. They've set, they set that up. Mm. They set that up. Anything could have happened, but it was like, it would be too much for them to introduce a new person and for us to buy into it. Give us what we want. Give us a nice ending. Somebody's dying. At least give us something that we want. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. yeah was just... it a good writing choice, though? Because just thinking about it, we've seen that happen already like we saw it with Sophie and Kevin who were young lovers and then got back together in the end like was it a good writing choice to have the same is that how life goes like is I that was rooting yeah no, I was life doesn't go that way um I would wait, say that life doesn't go what way life doesn't always go that way when you have your young love and then you have to break up to grow up and then you get back together um at the end of the day that's not what happened with kevin and sophie kevin cheated and kevin cheated as a grown 19 21 year old so like (laughs) and deja and malik absconded across the country yeah deja malik just needed to go to uni (laughs) read their book yeah they just needed to read their book and they read their book malik is working some type of job that is good or something like that um and deja is deja is a medical doctor I sounded so Nigerian when I said I know, I was like, a medical doctor. It's a Nigerian thing. As, but, but as true, opposed actually. to a construction doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. An MD. An MD. So I, I, I love that. that Kevin cheated. That's what he did. So I don't That's see grim. it as the same thing, but I do get your point. Like, you know, like being able to reconcile whatever. But did Kevin cheat because Jack was dead? No way. No, Kevin cheated because he cheated, bro. That's like weird. that's that's really. I wonder it. how far it would have gotten if Jack was alive. And it's not even, even. Can I just add that Kevin didn't only just he cheated, then he got Sophie back. He messed it up. So it's just it's a very different. Malik is a good boy, and I know really? we didn't see the in between, but I'm sure they just were like, oh, I've read my book. You read your book. Let's do this <laughs> <laughs> because they're good children from good homes. Mm. We don't do that in black homes. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming, but it's Malik. Anyway, I'm not gonna say. But also, this is us. Did give us a balance, Alex. I know what you got. I just (laughs) you got a point. You got a point with what you're thinking, Alex. You got a point. He just didn't use a condom when he was a child. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Alex. They didn't do sex ed at that point, so they did the sex ed after he they're backed. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but Alex, you have a point. You didn't say it, and I don't know if that's what you're gonna say. But yeah. I felt like that's what he was gonna say. Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah. not say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. Anyway, okay. so that's how. Anyway, but I was so, saying um, this, is like, <laughs> this anyway. 
just say what you've got to say. This is our second to last episode, you know. It's so okay. It's, Lay it's okay. all out, Alex. It's okay. Everything that needs to be said has been said in the episode, so it's mm. all good. Mm. Like Malik came in, skin faded up, Ooh, face shining in the. <laughs> I know. No way. Actually, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. No, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. Yeah, I'm not going to say. Yeah, go on. I would have laughed if they used the same actor. Listen, okay, I'm going to say what <laughs> I was going to say. No, say. I was going to say. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, how are they going to find, how are they going to find someone who looks similar to Malik? He's got a very unique face. He's so, like, so, it, it would have had to have been his big brother. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like his dad would have to come in or something. Because, any, so some anybody that yeah. didn't have no acting experience just say because one line. When Marcus <laughs> first came on the screen and I thought it was Malik, I was like, no, please don't let this be the casting because you've got it right for every single person. But Marcus, young Marcus and older Marcus, that was brilliant casting. Brilliant yeah, yeah. Casting. I was like, yes. wow, okay. No, they did it with, um, um, oh, I forgot his name now. Deja's boyfriend, Malik. Malik. They did it with Malik. Like his older version of him was perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen a bad casting. They didn't have um, the light skin Randall. Yeah, they had to get rid generation. of those that generation because they're too they're, they're taller than the middle they're generation. They're taller than the other ones. You yeah, saw the they, they, said, they outgrew them. There is no need they, for them. They pay bills now. anymore. <laughs> Alex, they were part of the 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 level, you know, the early the aging. Stages. I was yeah. interested. To, I was because I was interested to see that on the train because obviously the three Randalls were there chilling, playing dominoes, what they were doing, and then um, you just made that up, playing dominoes. The they weren't playing dominoes either. <laughs> clearly weren't guys I'm playing dominoes and drinking ginger beer. I'm clearly doing a thing. String this, <laughs> and, and Kevin was out here, you know, and and the three of them were were doing um what they were doing, and I think that was really interesting. It was really interesting. It was nice to see. It was nice to see the like the three iterations of them. Mm. I really like the moment where um Sterling K. Brown was um had baby Randy, the youngest Randall on his, on back, his back doing yeah. the push-ups. Because it reminded me of that time when you remember in the dojo yeah, yeah, when yeah. Jack that but, emotional moment where Jack had to bond with Randall in that I, way. That I really beautiful. I really liked that Kevin and Randall bit at the, at, towards the end. You know, when he was like, Oh, um, are you confused, Eden? Can't you yeah, I watched it twice. When did that happen? So the basically, was... so basically at the end, when uh, <laughs> I was just about to say you watched it twice. Um <laughs> You he... watched it twice? This yes. episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? No, oh. I'm not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not. That's a well, Um <laughs> it's been like basically when when Kevin and Randall, just before Kate runs in, but Kevin and Randall are talking, and he was like, and they were like, oh, do you remember when we got this thing? And he said, no, I wouldn't buy a snow globe at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Kev, because that's what I wouldn't do either. Um, but then he was like, oh, um, I remember when dad went, you had dad on your back for blah, blah, blah. I remember saying and that. Then, and, then it, and it cut to the train, and Rebecca's walking through, and Randall oh, I don't remember was seeing there that. doing push-ups with little Randall on his back. Oh, okay. I think that was a stunt. I think that was a double, though. But um, that snow globe conversation reminded me of you, Alex. Though. It was absolutely because I was. It like, reminded yes, me of why um, would you do that? Going to the shop and trying to buy something for Alex. That whole conversation, like <laughs> Alex you... asked asked you to get things specific. He's asking you for a reason to get that specific thing. Don't come yeah. up with anything else. Or call me. I, I, I think the bare minimum is call me to say it's not there. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. Don't, don't try and do guesswork. You're setting yourself up to fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh but Sunday you know what? Um, you know the snow 
globe um mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys noticed mm-hmm. the beauty of that snow globe yeah. when so they discuss a snow globe and then obviously in rebecca's um the train journey she sees a snow globe on the floor picks it up and it's the picturesque moment do you remember when jack's mum died Mm. and Rebecca and um, Jack um, Jack kept saying to the oh. kids don't come don't come don't come and Rebecca still went and she still supported Jack and then they were sitting on the watching log. the kid on, on the log watching the kids play in the snow because the mum always wanted to take them ice skating yeah. oh, I didn't and do you that. remember we said that was the most picturesque moment yeah we said it on this pod it was one of the most beautiful like picturesque moments that was in the snow globe wow Oh my god. There were so many Easter that. eggs in that episode, like tiny things in the corner. Like I was crying so much I clocked them, but usually to prepare for our episodes, I'd write them down so I can remember. But I was so emotional. I was just, so that's why I kept crying because there were so many tiny things in that episode that were just about Rebecca's life, her memories, which is why I found the train journey so beautiful because she'd lost her memory as she began to age and and her diagnosis became more prominent but it's like every single thing still got saved and I remember Rebecca saying maybe two three four episodes ago um when that episode where she was deciding on who would be her caregiver in, in case my girl had passed and and Randall was just like but why wasn't it me um and Rebecca said something like I'm going to remember this moment I promise you I will and you're just thinking, you're sitting there thinking, but your diagnosis says this. So for you to promise that you'll always keep these moments, it, it feels like an impossible promise, but she kept her promise with that mm. train journey. So that those are the many reasons why I was like, number one, this is us writers are the best in the game. Number mm-hmm. two, every little word, every little thing, every little, every little thing you see, every little word you hear means something, even mm-hmm. if it was said in season one, episode one, the lemonades, yep. you know, yep. um, absolutely stunning. The game that was being shown on the, in the bar was the game that was mm-hmm. being watched the night that Jack died. Um, and the TV was from there as well. And the it? TV was from there yeah. as well. Um, there was, what other things that I clocked? um also i think there was it was i think most people saw this anyway because it was the screen proper went into it but when they would measured um randall uh when the big three like their little like thing in the kitchen mm-hmm. that they um i think they wanted to go and see it again after the house had burnt down or something like that those little tiny things were in the episode and it was just yeah. building up for me building up for me all the symbolism so when kate ran i said i'm done I'm I'm over it. Yeah. Like, and that's how you caught me in this episode. So now I'm remembering all the things that I wanted to say. Yeah. I have recentered myself mm. and I'm ready for this episode. Yeah. No, thank you for that. And I just wanted to add to that. Like when I said at the beginning that there were some plot holes that they I there were some things that I thought were plot holes, but they filled automatically. You know, when the um the doctor like when she gets to the bar and the doctor's there behind the bar and they have a conversation and he's like, you know, I've never shared this with you, but I almost lost you. I was thinking at the time, but how would she know that? But then afterwards, almost immediately he says, and I feel like you would know, I feel like you know that as well. And they kind of covered that almost immediately. And I was just like, the writers are just like on it. Like they're just proper, they know. But what do you mean? Sorry. Because like, 
we're assuming we like I'm assuming when I watch it that wherever Rebecca is, she's operating from the place of, you know, memory. So she's operating within the realms of things that she knows. Do you get what I mean? Oh, especially on that train. Okay, got it. Yeah, on that okay, train. Okay, yes, got it, got it. Got so it, when yeah. someone brings up something she wouldn't know, I'm just like, how would she know that? And how would that be brought into this situation? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also saying that, I actually don't think she was walking through, like, mem- I, like it's going to sound weird. I don't think she was walking through memories in a way. I, was, I think she was walking through like um feeling more so if you get what i mean like it felt more like she was just re-experiencing things because the rebecca on the train seemed a bit disoriented like she seemed to be a bit in a daze in comparison to how she is when she when she was alive um and it was like she recognized the people but she knew she couldn't interact with them but she didn't know why in a way And the further down she got down the train, it was like the more awake she became and the more she realized what was happening. Whereas before she was just like sitting down saying, I'm waiting for someone. As things went on, she just started to like almost come into herself a bit more. It was really, really weird. Um, But I'm glad that the writers kind of picked up on, you know, explaining that Rebecca knows about almost dying on in that hospital because it was a shared Thing between her and the doctor and I feel like that was just really explained well and covered what I thought was a plot hole automatically yeah, so, yeah. I, I was all the way here for it too like how they how they navigated it because it made me think about one how are they how are they going to depict death and like your and your journey to it and then your acceptance with it as well and that's what I was thinking about mostly of just like oh I like how Rebecca's her days almost seem like oh, this thing is happening. I'm coming to accept it. However, I'm still waiting for somebody. I'm still waiting for somebody. I'm still waiting for somebody. And so even even as she is going to that room, she is just like, she's getting to that space of acceptance. I think she's content. But now as she goes there, I was just like, yeah. Um, I think that was like one of the more beautiful things. It's just like, dang, like you get here and now, what does it look like for one, your family to know that this thing is coming up and they have to figure out how to accept it. And it felt like Randall was the one who struggled with accepting her passing the most, uh, which is why I was like, oh, it makes sense that he spoke to her the way that he did by the end of episode two, because he was the one struggling the most with it. Um, And what does it look like for her to be at peace? Because by the end of it, before when she saw Miguel, I like, oh, come on, Miguel, you better make an appearance one more time. <laughs> but she went back to her first and truest love by the end of it when she got to sit down and she laid down and Jack was on the other side. Like she gets to be around these people again. She gets to see all of the the fathers as well. She got to see Randall's dad. You got to see William. You got to see Miguel. You got to see Jack. So to know that they were five men I mean five men three men (laughs) who loved her kids so much was such like a beautiful thing I I think by the end of it because it was just like love can come in so many different forms and knowing that that family is wrapped up in that kind of love is such like a such a fire situation to have so I genuinely like by the time it got to the where she got to the last door and Kate finished running up and she got to say her words and it was all there I was just like like I said at the beginning, I was like, this episode left me 
content and more accepting of like a person can live their lives leave this impact and passing away is okay it's just a natural cycle of life whereas like I feel like the, throughout the season we're just like ah the struggle of like aging and we got to deal with this and this is the reality and like do we want to age and all of that I think this was this is a show that allows us to see death as a beautiful thing um and come to terms with what does that look like but also makes this question like what are we leaving behind um and what are they carrying on with them of me too so yeah I just man don't get me started we out here but that's that's what I was really thinking about a lot of this time is more so just like where do we get away from being okay with death and what happens afterwards and all of that but I think Rebecca was able to get that question answered of just like after me then what after I'm away then what and they all were able to express that to her so so beautifully throughout the episode so yeah we out here it's fire that's it (laughs) what do you guys um i hope you don't mind if i just quickly pivot because as you're speaking i thought why william why was william the conductor i have my theories or why i think they picked william but um what do you guys think i don't know i just thought without william there was no there was no inner conflict with rebecca there was no randall there was obviously then there'd be no big three. Um, William returned and inspired that trajectory for Randall to go on the journey that he went on. The journey, I suppose, kind of led Randall to that space of thinking, "All right, that's my dad." And then you know, my mom, my mom met you, like and she didn't, and you didn't tell me, and now William's dead, and now all this different stuff, and that fracture you know what I mean like I feel like he played a pivotal part in her growth um as a mother Randall's growth as a father and a son um I don't know I just found I felt I I didn't necessarily question it in a sense because without him the story falls apart generally Mm. what about you guys I thought it was guilt at first my my initial drawing was like guilt um, because I was just like, dang, like you had a, you you took on Randall, but I when I saw William, I was excited to see him because I was like, William was wise beyond his years, like, and he he had to he he was pivotal in Randall's growth. He was pivotal in pushing that family, and this was the first time William was the first person that had to confront like Rebecca. And caused her son to confront her and really ask this, like, why didn't you tell me about this? So even then, William is, to me, an extended metaphor of, like, the unknown. Mm. I didn't know what was going to happen when I came back into their lives. I didn't know what was going to happen when I left this life. I didn't know. He was the first real big death. So for me, it came full circle to see the the big death uh, that we got to witness on screen to one of the last deaths that we got to witness on screen and knowing, like, these are two gut-wrenching we already knew jack was there but the two gut-wrenching deaths mm. happened there besides miguel in the middle he's like right there but mm. i think that's really what what happened so that that's my theory 
Um, but I, I have to go. So mm-hmm. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for being a highlight of my week. Y'all, this episode, wild. I'm excited to hear y'all reactions to the next episode. But be well, be merry. I'll be here for a full episode next week, I swear. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know. it's the last couple. Shh, shh, man, what we doing? Bless you. Tell me. Like, Tell me, what we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me when I fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like prepare. Yeah. Okay. That's real. Like, Do we start getting there? That no, I'm with you. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, enjoy monkeys. See you yeah. later. See you later. Yeah. Uh, Eden, did you say why why you William? Did you did you think why William? I didn't think why William, but now that you've mentioned it, I think that he just represented guilt and shame. And as he navigated her through like the beautiful parts of her life. It was like letting go of, like Alex said, the thing that was, I think, most heavy on her heart um, because it was a big betrayal and something she had to get over. I think William William coming into their lives was like the thing that set everything off. And I think him helping her navigate all of the cabins and walking through was just representative of how the entire show went. And I might just be repeating what Alex said, but that's just kind of, um, now that I'm thinking about it, that's how I see it. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't think about it at the time. I just thought, hey, William, more season of William. I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, I will say I like the way that, well, I didn't like it, but I also did like it. The CGI of William's face at certain points looked a bit weird. I- Okay, I thought this as well. I was like, why does your face look like that? Yeah. Because it made so, him younger. They does, did, does he does he get younger as he as they walk back through the train? No, 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 no. I think they tried to make him look young at the beginning, but we only I think they kind of messed up like at a bar scene. Oh, really? When, okay. Because he, he she turns around and she looks at William and he's all like his face is quite flat and like glowy, isn't it? And yeah, glowy. Like, and I'm yeah. just like, what that I CGI that looked I, weird. I saw that and I was like. Yeah, but then what I liked is when they actually got to the caboose and she's saying bye, he puts on his hat, it's him. There's no CGI. Like, I loved that. He he was like, at the age he is now. And it was like, he he just like completely transformed into William. Like before, I feel like he was just kind of like the angel of death in a way. Mm -hmm. And then once he got to the end, it was William. He was like, okay, I'm going to go now. I had to just take you here and then go on. Interesting. Um, I didn't notice that. Um, it looked weird. Mm, <laughs> okay. Am weird. I part of me is like, should I watch this episode back? But that's like watching the episode that William died back. <laughs> like, I would <laughs> never do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, episode scarred me for life. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So obviously, I asked a question because I did think why William, and I thought about it a lot as I was watching that episode because they don't make these choices by mistake and. You guys pretty much covered what I thought, but I didn't think it was guilt. I thought it was a representation of her redemption arc mm. um, rather than guilt. So I don't think she was operating from a space of guilt at that point, at the point of her death. I don't think she felt guilt about William or Randall. There was, there was healing with that. It took years, but they had discussed that. They had concluded that. And I think we saw that last season. Um, you know, like with yeah. Randall going through therapy and they really had to unpack that. Mm. And Rebecca got to really kind of like 
really apologize really say where she was coming from um so I think it was represented her redemption arc um and it reminded us that it reminded us about the nuance of life like yes everybody sees Rebecca as this perfect mother but she made a massive error or she she made a massive decision that was perceived as an error by almost everybody Mm. I was gonna say almost everybody but her but I'm sure she also she did what she felt she had to do as a mother um so I I thought it represented that and to have William do that because what William and Rebecca went through Rebecca didn't even go through that with Jack it was a big life moment and they barely had any scenes as young people so as young actors the young versions of of themselves they didn't share scenes um because if you think about it that version of Rebecca when she was when Randall was born was not the version that Ron Cephas was not playing William do you get what I'm trying to say so their timelines of those two actors didn't collide in that way in the way that they present I get what you mean you get what I mean it's really hard to explain so I thought that was it was interesting to see them come together like that I thought that was quite Mm. beautiful as well and um most likely very likely intentional so I thought yes William and like someone else one of you guys said William is like that wise man that wise poet he's the one that was dropping Mm. bars 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 so why not William and it couldn't have been Jack because Jack was far too emotionally invested and also um we wanted to see that reunion because I I'll be honest every time when Rebecca first started saying I'm waiting for someone I was like oh she's waiting for Jack she went for Jack in Afterlife. That was before we clocked where Kate was. Mm. So it was just like, I'm waiting for someone, I'm waiting for someone. And then we we realised that Kate's in London. Um, so I was like, she's waiting for Jack. Like, you know, when you always have that. Thought, yeah. yeah, like when you have, you know, when older people pass or someone passes, their other half has already passed and then they pass. Happened with my auntie and uncle. It was literally just like, say hi. Say hi to uncle. You're going you're gonna to be with him. Um yeah so yeah a lot of people do that with their grandparents as well it's literally just like you're gonna be reunited with granddad or grandma um so that's where my mind went yeah yeah, i hear that and um i guess this is more a question towards alex because it was on the episode where toby wasn't here but how did you feel about kate being the person that rebecca was waiting for because you know we spoke before about how rebecca made Kate the um, guardian or decision maker Mm -hmm. and we were a bit confused because we didn't really understand how their relationship was like how they were best friends and although we didn't we didn't feel like we saw that on screen remember it was me you and Marquise had that conversation Mm -hmm. so how did you feel kind of seeing Kate being the person that Rebecca was waiting for I think it was more to I feel like it was more that she wanted the three of them there than it was mm. Kate. So she was waiting for Kate, but she want, I feel like she wanted the three of them there. Mm. And I think that because, because Kate wasn't there, there was that gap of my three babies aren't here mm. and that's who I'm waiting for. Yeah, I'm waiting for them all to be here. Yeah, I get that. Because she can't bring them, 
quote unquote into the world and then leave the world and leave with only two of them there you know yeah um, and I, that's why I, that's why I felt about it I think it was more of a completion thing it was like she needed that she needed to hear her voice she needed to know that it was okay she needed to know that it was all right to you know your job is done sort of mm-hmm. thing because what Kate said was it Kate that said this or was it Randall what was someone that? someone said we're good now Randall Randall, yeah, he said, we're yeah, good yeah. now. Someone said it. We're mm. good now. So that's what Randall say. Yeah, and um, all of the, you know, what I mean, like we're okay. You can mm. go now. Like we're okay. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Um. So yeah, that's kind of that's why I was like, I mean, yeah, I I personally think that it could have been any one of the three, but the ones that needed the ones that the one that needed the most growth mm. and I feel like that was Kate mm. I feel like Kate being able to go and kind of go and put herself put herself out there do like literally embody life in the way that she has done now married again had it like went to doing her teaching thing excelling in that like and I feel like the image of her being away and handling that sort of stuff and then Mm. being on the way back to that because she's living out what Rebecca said for her to do Mm -hmm. I think that I think that yeah I think that that was just her coming back was was that last final piece of they all did what Rebecca said Mm -hmm. for them to do um yeah, and I, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. Yeah, and I do think. Yeah, I do think. Remember, we've seen Kate was the one that felt as if she was the one that was developing the least mm-hmm. out, out, out of all of them. And I, I know that Kevin's development was diagonal, and um, <laughs> Randall's Better. one and Randall's one was far too ninety degree. Mm. But like, Kate's was a squiggle. Yeah, it's true actually. And I think that, and I th- and she had to, and she developed herself post Toby in a way that wasn't catast- like it wasn't catastrophic mm. with Toby they still hold that relationship it wasn't necessarily you know what I mean like she still managed to navigate and I feel like um Kate's gonna probably end up being the most like Rebecca mm. you know what I mean when they talk about when they talk about I don't like this word resilience but when they talk about resilience and they talk about how you know Rebecca's made of strong stuff and whatnot I see that in Kate it's just like Kate yeah. had to believe that that's what she was able to do yeah. yeah, it does bring up a question. That sorry, Toby. Um, I was going to say it does bring up a question because, um, you know how you said she was waiting for the complete, you know, all three of them to be together. Do you feel like there was something missing? Like, for example, the child who didn't survive. Do you feel like that there was a place for that? No. Or do you feel like they were right to leave that alone? Um, I I thought that they were going to bring that child into the episode like maybe the child um, because the child was mentioned I was like Mm. is this child going to be on the train Um, and as the show was going on I said I hope they don't Mm. because this is us as triggering anyway it's uh, it really hits it really hits home in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be very difficult to sensitively 
depict a child lost in pregnancy loss Mm. um because the idea of what could have been is very different for a child that didn't get to live their life than if you did what could have been for a jack pearson Mm -hmm. um so i think yeah from the point of pregnancy loss i'm sure they discussed it in the writer's room and just thought you could acknowledge the loss of this child through pregnancy loss but to kind of play with it with like surrealism Mm. and the afterlife type of thing i can't i can't imagine how it could be done properly um so i think that's why so i think a mention was good but to like you know yeah. show us physically would have been quite problematic because while was it kyle as part of the story is not necessarily yes kyle thank you yeah that's yeah. It's not part of the rest of the story it's not mm-hmm. part of it's part of rebecca's story but it's not a, it's not a core part of the rest of the story you know yeah um yeah so i yeah so i didn't question why they didn't put him in um yeah, I'm just trying to think of anybody. Well, just to um, add to that point, just before we move on, because I'm getting the feeling that you want to move on. Is that correct, Alex? I was just going to just say something else. Yeah. What to do with that? Not to do with that specifically, but yeah. Oh, um, do you want to finish your point? No, it's a completely different point. So go on. Oh, okay. if it's to do with this, then stay. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say, I did think that as well. Um, I did question if they were going to put him in but at the same time my thinking was you know how I said plot holes again like similar to the way that the doctor and um Beth's not Beth's Rebecca's conversation was like you felt it too therefore we can have this conversation in this place Mm -hmm. she wouldn't be able to you know depict you know Obviously, I don't trigger anyone, but that wouldn't have been a real situation that she could have imagined. So whilst I did think it whilst it was on, I'm glad they didn't do it because it would have taken the, I imagine, the desired effect of walking through her experiences and um, kind of dipped the toe into a completely different realm, almost in like... um, magic realism almost to an extent like just completely outside of I think the boundaries that they put in place mm-hmm. um so I'm glad they didn't do it and thank you Toby for the the reference to um why that wouldn't have worked visually on screen because admittedly that's something that I didn't even um think of um but yeah yeah I was just curious if you guys thought the same thing as well no it's actually a really good point um really good point and I think even from what you're saying now because I was like oh are we gonna get Laurel but then you're actually right she never met Laurel she just heard about Laurel just like I don't know five years prior or Mm ten years prior so because I was thinking where's our baby Laurel like any version of Laurel but you're my brain didn't I just wanted Laurel do you know what I mean but my brain didn't didn't really deep like she never knew Laurel ever yeah ever yeah randall never knew laurel but obviously in the episodes that we let randall got to meet the version of laurel that was magic um surrealism this is like this had to kind of be based on reality to a degree it was meant to be a projection of what was in her mind yep her experiences yeah Yeah. her experiences so in a in to a degree it was real yeah yeah 
So yeah, no laurel in that sense then. Yeah. Alex, you had a point. No, I'm just I'm just gonna say this observation. It's like the way that Kevin talked to Nikki, like Nicholas, and he was trying to explain the story about X, Y, and Z, and it mm. was just so fatherly. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? He was like, oh, he's like, listen, Nicholas, did it. You know when someone calls you out your full name, and you're just like, oh. We were raised yeah. as Franny and Nikki. Like, why are, you, why are you out here calling me by my full name? Yeah, on the on, on this whole big TV show, like, what's wrong with you? But um, That's a good point, actually. Yeah, That's I just I only I only call Alex Alexander when he's misbehaving. Wow. Say so it's full full government middle names and everything. You're not the you're not the, you're not the first person. So <laughs> you know, my reception teacher used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, what an episode. I just want to say before we wrap up that um, I wonder why they cut Nikki's conversation. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I wonder why he didn't get an opportunity to flash back or anything. Because I imagine he would have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. Um, because they had that whole trip together with Miguel where they went to go visit um, Nikki's first partner. Yes. And then afterwards... They were the elders in the family with like Miguel and Rebecca. So mm-hmm. I was just surprised that they didn't have a lot more to say because they share a trauma losing Jack. Mm-hmm. And they've over the years, because it's been about six years now that they've known each other. Longer so, even. Yeah, Longer probably, yeah, my maths yeah. is off today. Sorry. It's at least but, a decade. Um, because they jumped a lot in the it's at least a decade. Yeah, yeah, at least a decade. Yeah. I was surprised they didn't have that, but to be honest, I don't think it would be necessary. I just don't think it would have added anything to the storyline. It would have just been, I think it would just have been another cut. Like they would have had like a maybe a one conversation, maybe Nikki saying, um, thank you for loving my brother or something along those lines. And do you know what I think? Do you know what I think they did? I think in production, I feel like they would have um had everybody do all the characters do one, all the main, mm. all the ones, all the main ones that were old enough to have known Rebecca at the time. So, or to, you know, Tess, Annie, Deja, Nikki. And I think they would have just, and I think they just chose which ones were like palatable, not palatable, but which ones worked mm-hmm. um, for the final, for the final bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're rude though, because they could have given us a 90 minute episode, but they didn't want to do that. So, so they're out here giving us 45 minutes the finale better be the an hour finale is gonna huh i don't even know what i don't know what it needs to be 90 minutes there are some protests but yeah they cut out well let's say let's say they filmed everyone um tess and deja minutes. and nikki yeah tess deja and nikki didn't get a like a filmed speaking saying goodbye part like we obviously know that they did that we watched them we watched deja go in and come, go out but we don't see what she said Mm. Um, I would have loved to have heard what Deja had to say, even Tess. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, did Tess come out to Rebecca first? I don't think so. I think it was Kevin. Oh, it was Kevin. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was Kevin. Oh, okay, right. And so, wait, did she, did she come out to Kevin before she came out to Randall and Beth? Yeah, she, yeah, she did. Yeah. She came yeah. out to people because Kevin before. was living with them. Oh, uh, yeah, because <laughs> he's always living with somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as wealthy as he is. <laughs> to be honest, he still ended up living with someone. So, like in the it's end, well, he, like, he built he ended the house. With, they ended up living with him. Yeah. Ended up, they, let's not. Let's just they need a roommate at all times. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. All right. 
Mr. Trailer? I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to discuss about that. I just want to shout say... Out, shout out Baby Jack for the for the musical knowledge. Gang gang. Oh, yeah, Baby Jack. Yeah. He knew the vibes. He knew the levels. Oh, that's a smart... Because no- oh, he's a musician. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't put... I was like, oh... Okay, that's a smart nugget. That's that's very smart. Papa inheriting his um his mother and grandmother's musical bones. Yeah, that's... he's the one. Yeah, that went to go and live on that famous rock star life. Yeah, very smart. Very yeah. very smart. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Toby? It was about Jack, but adult Jack. Um, it was nice for oh, yeah. that reunion. The the hay. Um, that hay was beautiful. Um, that hay made me, mm. I was still crying because it was literally just like Randall said, Tell him we said hay. She lies down on the, you know, metaphorical bed, and then she, Jack is there and she goes, Hey, he says, Hey, and then it ends. I said, Ah, just don't <laughs> want to kill me. Mm, all right. Ah, they wanted, but it was, it was nice to have a reunite with Jack and for it not to be a big thing. It just hay, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, spider in my it's spider season. Um, do we Good want luck. to watch? Mm, do we want to watch the, the trailer? Let's watch the trailer. Of course. Of Eden, course, do you think? All right. So, guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, listen to our individual podcast. So, time to talk for Alex. Yellow Cup podcast for Toby. Rational Anger for Marquise. And don't alert the stands. D A T S P O D for Eden. Um, but yeah, make sure you're subscribed and you know, um, reviewing the podcast, any platforms you're listening to it on. The episode is called Final Episode. Boy, it's, you know, it's called Us, it's called Us, but I don't yeah, know why. I can't this... see it, I can't see the, the title. It's not there, but this, but the episode's called Us. Okay, no, I don't. it's not there. Let's go, and we swing. <laughs> I really wish that I had spent more time appreciating it when it was all happening instead of just worrying about when it would end. Watch me when you call my name. See me sparkle. Big three? See three! Big three! Big three! Sing a song, play a game. Oh, I'm so. You have changed. Way I think about love. Hey, Dad. This is Jack. This is your grandson. I'm not worried about forgetting about the big stuff. It's the little things. That's the stuff I'm not ready to let go of yet. All of the time. I can see where it's all ahead and now. I love you. It's all headed there so fast. What are you supposed to do with that? Only thing you can do, baby, you dance. If you step back, you'll see that the end is not sad. It's just the start of the next incredibly beautiful thing. Trying to appreciate the moments. I mean, that's what we're doing, just collecting these little moments. And we spend the rest of our lives looking back. 
trying to remember. So who knows? Guys, there was not a single. So who knows what's who knows what's No, there was. There was apart from when Kate and blah 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 Kevin and Sophie were wearing a black tie. They were in a black attire. No, um Randall was sitting up in bed. That was a new scene as well. Yeah, that's the funeral, I think. Should we try this one? I think it's the same clip. But it's the same clip, yeah. yeah. yeah it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. just going to be... But there was like two or three seconds of new... new. Um... Yeah, because it's just going to be... If it's just if it looks like it's going to be a funeral and it's just going to be them talking or flashing back and flashing forward. and They really don't want to tell us how it ends. Guys, I can't do this. I can't do it because they, they, they've not even given me something to anticipate. So all we can do is guess it's a funeral, right? Which would be very emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do this. The fact that they didn't give us a, they always give us a promo, mm. like a proper one. They did not show us n- substantial new scenes, and this was also the longest promo. Yeah. So I think that they want us all dead, <laughs> <laughs> and I will not be turning up to the massacre. Mm. No, I'm not watching it. Okay, so yeah. this was my last episode. Thank you. She's in hand and a molotov. This was us. Waiting. I'm not watching it, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. I am not watching the final episode. <laughs> so guys, um, when you, so when you, when you just hear me next week on the podcast by myself talking about reflections <laughs> and being like, because so... Eden's giggling as if he's gonna watch it as well. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Um, actually, that brings up a point. So um, I'll actually be in Portugal next week, so I actually know if I'll be on the podcast for the last episode you did that on purpose <laughs> <laughs> you booked your holiday at this time you bring, so you, you better, have, you you better bring your face. headset you better bring your headset and your phone well we'll see what happens so the conversations but, um, will be happening with you if there. i if i'm not here oh, i just no. want to say no 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 don't say good don't, don't. well i might say? not be <laughs> that's I, the thing i'm just trying to say goodbye for you because i might not be here okay. so <laughs> all right you know what? i'll send a voice note from my head i'll do that i'm not listening to it <laughs> there is no end <laughs> all right everybody thank you for joining us this far we are on episode 17 of this is we and next episode is the finale I've been Alex Holmes. I've been Eden McKenzie. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just had a realization. This is us when it started, when I started watching it, was the beginning of me kind of like being more introspective about my life and led to a lot of healing that I've had, like watching the show and then being able to kind of like analyze the characters and find myself in them i'm just like okay so what next for me yep toby if you want to get into it you can get into it like if we want to talk feelings feelings we can do it because this show i there are no words for the way that it changed my life but honestly when i started it um I was I was still like in an introspective place, but it definitely transformed me as a person and mm-hmm. just my views on um, life, um, you know, society. 
it definitely humanized a lot of people for me and um it was a vessel for me to like really understand myself and other people so like i'm leaving this for the finale because by fire or force there will be a way that i appear on the episode but um it's been an incredible journey honestly this tv show has changed my life and it is one of, it is the best show i've ever watched in my life and i'm saying that with chest um so yeah it's been a crazy journey very very crazy i co-signed up what you've yeah. just said if i speak anymore i'll cry and listen if i speak i will come spontaneously combust i can't yeah and then i'll vomit yeah yeah no nah. i can't even no nah. alex end the thing man i need to yeah. go to bed oh yeah nah. i was meant to i was meant to say who i was and then i started talking about my feelings yeah mm-hmm. i've, I've been ted you told us all right guys till next week